When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Usually I'm saying happy Friday, Steve Sipple, but happy Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, we're coming to you a little earlier this week because we got to get on the road. Uh, welcome to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, uh, getting you all the way up to kickoff for Thursday's game at Minnesota as we go through what we think are the five biggest headlines of the week. And a reminder, Sip, we will be on after the game for the long-awaited Husker Online post-game show. We'll go live right here on the YouTube channel. You can watch us live probably around midnight, um, but we'll have the repost on YouTube and Husker Online as well as our podcast channel. So if you want to hear what we have to say after the game, we'll be with you a little over two hours after the game comes to a close from Minneapolis. But let's get right to it. Headline number one, big stage for Nebraska. Not just Nebraska football on Fox Thursday night as they take on Minnesota, uh, but you know Husker volleyball. I think we got to start with this. A possible U.S. or even world record might go down for the largest crowd ever to attend a women's sporting event at Memorial Stadium. Uh, the eyes of the world will be on Nebraska as over 90,000 fans will be watching Nebraska volleyball play UNO. Um, then there'll be a concert sip that follows that game. And what a way to kind of kick off this big week for Nebraska. Yeah, and, and you know we've seen the setup over there at Memorial Stadium, and it's a, it's quite a, all called a spectacle. There it is. Good job, Megan. That, I mean, you know what? The sidelines aren't that bad. I mean, you're, you'll be able to watch a volleyball match if that's what you're interested in. Now, some people are pretty far away, and and they're just there not to follow every point of the match. Right? They're just there to say they were there, right? So, um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's very unique. It's a very unique occurrence, and there's not many places in the world that you could do that you could pull this off. Uh, so, you know, hopefully, here's the other thing: the weather cooperated. It's supposed to be in that low 80s. Wind shouldn't be a major factor. I, I've seen where there could be gust in the 20 range, but two to 20, two two miles per hour to 20 it's pretty enclosed yeah well easy there i mean there's tiger. walls around it uh yeah but i mean you know how the wind swirls in that stadium i mean and ask any kicker it, that's ever kicked for nebraska that well that that wind is a, it swirls down there uh but anyway i don't think it'll be a big factor yeah you're right about that actually i was talking to one of the former kickers grant schumacher and he yeah. said that there was a study done that Nebraska's Memorial Stadium is one of the hardest stadiums to kick and punt in because of the way the wind plays. Right. It's odd. It's it's sort of unpredictable. But anyway, yeah. anyway, look at that. I mean, just look what we're dealing with there. It's super I don't know. It's unique. It's just when I look at it, all I think is unique. That's really unique. You mentioned um the weather. I mean, I was told that if it was, you know, like in the hundreds, like we had seen, it, it would have been hard to to play this thing because not just for the, the safety of the crowd, but the floor. Uh, that floor would almost turn into a hot grill. Ooh, yeah. I mean, imagine the hot turf underneath right. with a floor right. 
it'd just be a hamburger patty on there cooking. Yeah, it'd be tough for the for the uh, women playing. I they've just caught a really. I I just feel like they caught a big break. Like the volleyball gods uh, cooperated here because the weather. I you couldn't ask for much better weather in August. Eighties with not much wind, no threat of rain. I mean, come on, that's that's a good deal. Yeah, and I have to think. Trev Alberts, when they came up with this idea, they knew it would be a big crowd, but no, nobody could have predicted we're going to get this type of deal. Nobody. Well, it'll be, yeah, it'll be enormous. Um, and then that precedes a big game in Minneapolis. Now, on this extra area around, the, do you think they're going to have seats? I have no idea. On that, I, mean, I, I just wonder how many more people they're going to bring on the field. We know around the court there's going to be seats and things, but I'm talking on the turf because to go for that record, it's going to have to be like the Garth Brooks show where they, they just filled the field up of people. Like I, I'm just going to be curious what the actual field's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, Chick-fil-A sandwiches will be served in the stadium. They're bringing in some new vendors. Um, Omaha steaks is also going to be involved. So Trev Alberts um, testing the waters on a few new vendors, not, uh, not for football season, but just at least for this uh, volleyball match. Yeah. Then there'll be another big stage on Thursday night in Minneapolis. Um, so that's yeah. I'm. It's going to be a, an epic two days. You know, and we we learned with Rule, he likes to get to his road games a lot earlier. Um, you know, he he told us yesterday, he's a guy that likes to be there by three. That they kind of build their trip to arrive at three. So they'll leave or the, the I think they'll kind of head to the airport at one, leave at two or whatever, and then be in Minneapolis at the hotel at three at, on Thursday or Wednesday on game day on game day Wednesday Wednesday. That's the day with the travel day, the travel okay. day. Yeah. So the, they'll get to town pretty early and they will go see a movie. Steve Sipple. I know that was a big pressing <laughs> debate. I was wondering, people ask me all the time, do they still do that? You know, so they are going to a movie. They're going to go to a movie. I don't know if they'll do that for home games, but they're doing it for this game. Yeah. The road. Well, they're on the road again the next week too. I mean, right. what, what a crazy way to start your regime to be on the road, two straight games in a row. Um, well, that, Yes, I mean it, it is kind of crazy. It's really compelling, though. These are compelling, extremely compelling games. I mean, Rule starting his tenure at Nebraska off at Minnesota with a Big Ten game against a pretty good team. I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a great Minnesota team, but it's it looks like a pretty good Minnesota team. And I don't know. Well, I don't want to say I don't know. I'm really getting the sense now from Rule listening to him closely. That rule is like he doesn't say it, but he says enough. And most of what he has said in the in recent days leads me to believe he is expecting a close game, like a close. If you listen to him today, for instance, it's evident to me he's expecting a a tough, grinded out game where they're trading blows. Uh, Bad, you know, bad analogy here, boxing analogy, but they're trading blows. And then you just hope to win it in the late stages. And I think that's what he's I think I think he thinks that he has a team that's gonna go in and take it down to the wire. If you're a Nebraska fan, that's gotta be exciting. I, well, I'm excited. I think people forget that Nebraska had this team beat a year ago. I mean, it did. And that was a better Minnesota team. It, which, well, it had Mo Ibrahim. The, the uh, arguably, arguably the best running back in the conference. Take your pick. I mean. The, the big horse at Wisconsin or Blake Corum or Mo Ibrahim. But, yeah, then then what they did was, I don't know if you remember, Sean, but they just started going to Ibrahim. They just made it an Ibrahim game in the second half. And he leaned on him. 
Yeah, Nebraska, you know, it wasn't like Minnesota pulled away. They just they, – they, they had Ibrahim. Now they don't have Ibrahim. What they have is really good receivers, but I don't mind that because Nebraska's secondary is its strength. Now you're not going to get a lot of sacks against Minnesota because of the way they play. They'll get the ball out quick. They'll max protect on play action, and they'll run RPOs. It's hard to get sacks. We got to get pressure. You got to get pressure. I'll tell you what I'm just most excited though about this week. It's just going to showcase what Nebraska is all about between the volleyball crowd and and the 90 plus thousand Matt Rule on Fox. But there's going to be a lot of Nebraska fans in that stadium. Um, just talked to one of my friends, Mitch, who's going up and. And I go, you know, a lot of people go, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I've talked to a ton of people that are going. Like, yeah, there'll I mean, be a lot. There are a lot of people that are saying, let's load up the car. It's a long weekend. Let's go up there. Um, so I, I'm excited to see that crowd. And it is a gold out. So you will know who the red is in that stadium. That'll be a great scene. That'll be a great college football scene on a Thursday night. Joel Klatt, Gus Johnson, red and gold in the stands, a night game. Come on. This is this is fun. All right. I hope before- Nebraska players have fun with it. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us before we get to headline number two uh this show and segment brought to you by chi health in lincoln here on 40th and i want to tell you about their their clinic here on 40th and yankee hill road i'm actually a a patient there myself and it is a brand new building first class facility Uh, that's where we go and see our our regular doctors at uh, get all of our annual tests blood work done there but um, it, it's just a one-stop sh- uh, shop for everything. Uh, they have uh, aftercare availability. You can just walk in from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Sunday. So mm. that includes the weekends wow. uh, to get checked up at. Uh, they have a pharmacy on site as well. So you can get your prescription filled right when you're in the building. Uh, that's CHI Health. Um, they're, particularly their clinic on 40 and Yankee Hill Road. Um, you know, they have tons of other things. You can get x-rays done there. Um, orthopedic con, uh, consultations, physical therapy. Uh, so check it out. Visit chihealth.com slash Yankee Hill. That's 40th and Yankee Hill Road. And thanks again to CHI Health uh, for being a sponsor this football season on the Husker Online Show. Uh, but let's get on simple to headline number two. Arik Gilbert arrested uh-huh. on Tuesday night. And it really, I don't want to say closes the book on this on the story, but it kind of does at this point. We don't have the official word on his status moving forward. Uh, but Arik Gilbert Monday night, Monday night, yeah. um, and w- was booked Tuesday morning. Right, uh, rested Monday night. Uh, broke into a vape shop and uh, was held by Lincoln police. Uh, took about sixteen hundred dollars of um, things from the store. Broke the front window with a brick. And then um, caused about six hundred and fifty dollars of damage, uh, but Matt Rule, they're waiting on that waiver from Gilbert. Obviously, I think that's a moot point at this time. I think so. Now, Matt Rule, uh, you know, in his he addressed the media on Tuesday, and he just didn't know much about this. He was informed of the situation via phone calls. He walked onto the practice field, so you don't know exactly. I don't know the future. 
I don't know what they'll decide. It's so I think this is largely out of Matt Rule's hands, though. This this will go to the AD's office. And yeah, I mean it's a you, just, you feel for everybody involved. They've Nebraska has done a lot to help Arik Gilbert. Um as he try, you know, as he tries to get a waiver, as he tries to, you know, play football this year. But again, that's all looks like that's all that ship is gonna sail now. Um, what's in Eric, Eric Gilbert's future? I don't know. I don't think it's too early to say. Yeah. And, and obviously Nebraska has a lot of resources here to assist athletes yeah. with issues. And you know, I think Matt real felt like he was on the right path. He had a very good spring, he had a very good summer, but things mm-hmm. recently had kind of taken a yeah. turn. Camp wasn't great. And camp wasn't, I mean, he had, you know, was for, working for and he was for, working Scott scout team. To, so even if he had the waiver and this arrest didn't happen, he was not going to travel to Minnesota. Yeah, that's important to note. He had been, I'm going to say, demoted to the scout team. Um, he wasn't going to be a factor. Now, now this was the head coach on t- Tuesday making sure that this he, he said the words, this is not going to be a distraction for our team. I don't know about that. And the kids are going to talk about it. It's a pretty big deal around the football complex. I hope it's not. I mean, I I, you don't know, Sean, in our shoes, we're not, we're not with the team, you know, every hour of the day. I I've talked to some football guys who say, yeah, that's simple. It will be a distraction. That's a big deal. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I, I mean, he was kind of isolated. He wasn't a part of the the top units. He was working scout. Teams. He, yeah. He'd been, yeah. So maybe it won't be a big deal. So that, he wasn't going to travel. Right. So the tight ends. Fedone, you know, Thomas Fedoni, Borkercher, Luke Lindenmeyer, and, and, and Janiron Bonner. Bonner. Yeah, and Janiron Bonner. They're pretty well stocked there, especially with the top two. And, and that's, let's face it, it's going to be Fedoni and Borkercher most of the time. The, the, vast, the vast majority of the time, it'll be Fedoni and Borkercher. Yeah, and, and the waiver thing, you got the sense that it probably, I mean, the chances of it happening didn't seem likely anyway. I mean, it, it felt like this waiver wasn't right. going to happen. It, it's yeah. Um, yeah, it did start to feel that way. It just the way it got to this point. I mean, it just didn't have a great feel Mm-mm. where it was heading before we even knew what happened with the arrest. So, um, the other thing we learned, Sip, from Matt Rule on Tuesday was Tristan Alvano will start a kicker. Tristan Alvano, the true freshman from Omaha West Side, yeah, won a battle which which Rule characterizes a close battle with Timmy Bleakroad, who was the kicker last year and made 9 of 12 kicks. And, you know, he was close to 10 of 12. That's If you make 10 of 12, that's pretty. That's really good. 9 of 12 is good. So Alvano, just – I mean, just – Sean, come on. You follow this stuff closer than I do. He's maybe the best kick, high school kicker in Nebraska history, football history. Um, I mean, you could make a case. I mean, Alex Henry and Brett Maher and, and – you know, Greg Zerloin all would like to say hello in the discussion. Hello. I mean, they all had <laughs> very good careers. <laughs> right. Um, they maybe didn't have the numbers, the development and the numbers that Alvano got access to. Now, I will say Maher was a really developed high school kicker. He had worked a lot with Chris Brown and, and you know did a lot of training coming up the ranks. But kickers now do a lot more than those kickers did. Like Alex Henry was a soccer player yeah. that kicked. Yeah. And it ended up being one of the best in the program's history. Uh, but Alvano, I'm not surprised. I mean, the the leg talent that he's had. I mean, I, I can remember when he first became on the radar as a recruit. I sent 
a message to somebody at Nebraska. I'm like, this guy's the real deal. I mean, Chris Brown said, like, Sean, this is the best kicker I've seen come out of Nebraska since I've been living here. I mean, okay, there Chris, you go. Chris yeah. Brown's son was on the team at Westside. Okay. So, yeah, he made 16 field goals, Sean, as a senior at Westside, which is the most in a season in the history of Nebraska high school football. I It, it gets my attention he made 119 of 120 PA, P, PAT attempts, extra points in high school. That's, I mean, 119 and 120 is good. I mean, that's excellent. Um, he kicked off the ground in high school too. It wasn't on a tee box. He made five kicks in the state title game. Elvana or uh, Bleak Road made five in Memorial Stadium all season. There you go. So, including a 45 yard game winner. And he was, a, as a junior, Alvano was 11 to 14 on field goals. And the, the key is, is what you always hear from people who see practices. It's the old, the ball sounds different coming off his foot. He's got a, he's got a, he, he can boom it. So, yeah, Alvano. Um, he was the, you know, he, in their last major scrimmage, their final one, he was with the first team. So uh, when you say it's not a surprise, I totally agree. It's not really a surprise. It would have been a surprise if he would have went up there and said bleak road. I think we would have been like, Hmm, yeah. what happened to Alvano? You know, somebody, kind of that way. I mean, the leg talent, there's a huge difference. I mean, the ball just comes off his foot. You know, and he, you mentioned he missed some kicks in high school. One of the advantages in Nebraska high school football is when you miss a field goal, the ball's not placed from the spot where you kick it. It goes to the 20. Okay. So in Nebraska high school football, when you have a guy like him, you can be pretty aggressive and say, yeah. let's try a 55 yarder. You yeah. know, if we miss it, the ball's on the 20. It's almost like a punt, you know, or it's a touchback. Um, but if you make it, you get points. If you don't, they get the ball on the 20. You, you, a lot of people that are watching will wonder, okay, well, what do you guys think about a freshman, true freshman going on the road in a big 10 game in his first go round? Well, Rule had, Matt Rule had a pretty good answer to that. He, he said, we, you know, we send we send people his age overseas to go to war. <laughs> That's what Rule said. Um, and he said, look, this is a Nebraska kicker. He's a, he's a, he's a collegiate kicker now. He's not at Westside. He's a, he's, an, he's a Nebraska Cornhusker kicker. So that answers that question. All right. Uh, before we move into headline number three, this show and segment of – Husker on the headlines brought to you by Bauer Underground, another one of our new sponsors here for the football season. Bauer Underground serves as support for local contractors and utility companies within the state of Nebraska. Bauer Underground Inc. gives 100% to assure quality control for their customers and has excellent management skills to supervise each and every job that they contract for. The company and its employees are accustomed to deadline pressures on construction jobs and take tremendous pride in meeting the deadline requirements while maintaining excellent workmanship on each job. Strategy is at the heart of what they do. For more than 25 years, the reputation has been built on these basic principles, quality workmanship, on-time job completion, hiring and retaining uh, high-quality personnel, utilizing the latest earth-moving techniques, and maintaining safety for their customers and employees. Uh, we'll have a lot more coming from Bauer throughout the season, Sip. Uh, okay. We're excited to be uh, taking them on. By the way, you got to watch uh, Stu Bauer's son, Rowdy Bauer, is the star running back for the Norfolk uh, Panther football team. Had a great opener. Um, so we'll be keeping your eyes, our eyes on um, Rowdy Bauer as well. Uh, once again, thanking our sponsor, Bauer Underground. They have office locations in Lincoln, Omaha, Kearney, and in Norfolk. All right, let's move it on to headline number three. Okay. What will this Husker offensive line look like in the opener? Will we see an improved 
offensive line for Nebraska? Well, I think one thing you're going to see, Sean, is they're going to lean hard on it in the run game. I think that's that's what I think that's what we're going to see from Nebraska this season. A, a dedicated, a more dedicated effort to lean on those big boys in the run game. Lean on opponents. It's a big, it's a big, strong offensive line. It's pass blocking has been an issue. I don't think Nebraska is going to be a, you know, they're going to send Sims on 35 drop back passes this year. Um, I think it'll be a, uh, you know, I think they're they're really going to try to run. Now it's hard. How many teams, Sean, do you know of that just say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run it at you? It's not hard to do. There's Everyone not that many wants to be able to do that. Well, but not many people can. So can this line do that? Can it get a consistent push? Um, I'm not saying Minnesota is Georgia. Minnesota's defense is not Georgia, but it's pretty good. It's big in the interior, thick, big and thick in the interior, long and good on the on the edges. It'll be tough to run on them. My thing, can they develop a scheme that keeps defenses off balance that will complement this line? I mean, last year, the way they ran the ball, it didn't really help the line. They did a lot of things with that no. line. I mean, think about some of the stuff they did last year. They would do a tackle over where they'd bring Bryce Benhart over to the left side, and they put Casey Thompson in a seven-step drop. Mm -hmm. I mean, just things that were not going to help this line. Right. And, well, Whip, Whipple, Mark Whipple, didn't didn't care. I mean, he, he was, gonna, he was coach of the New England Patriots Right. Sometimes. Yeah, it didn't matter. He, it didn't matter that protect. It, he just, his thing was protect, just protect. Well, when it did, when they didn't protect well, he just said the same thing, protect just didn't go that well he he was what i'm suggesting sean is he was stubborn um so yeah it'll look different it's gonna look different the offense is gonna look different it's gonna look different because they're they're going to try to run it rule has said we're gonna do whatever we have to do and and it's not going to always be simple they'll do what they have to do inside zone outside zone power counter it's it'll be he'll just do what he has to do to do it now will they be able to my God, it's interesting. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna start that big number twenty two back there, Gabe Irvin, and that, those that first couple series are gonna be fascinating to watch. Can they move the line of scrimmage? Can he? Is it going to be second and eight, or is it going to be second and six, second and five? That's what you watch for. Does he get any daylight at all early? It's, it'll be hard because because you know how these games go. Minnesota's gonna be whipped into a frenzy on defense. I think rules very patient. He's gonna be very patient. What you see, I mean, we saw it back in the Osborne era. Defenses come out, they're high-flying. Nebraska doesn't get much. Even in the great days, in the great days, they didn't always run it that well early in games. I can remember watching with my dad going, oh, God, not getting much, not getting much. Pretty soon, though, second quarter. Oh, okay. One yards, three yards. Okay, five okay. Yards. Now they're getting five and six. Okay, okay. Now it looks like the dam's going to break, and then it, it would. I don't think we're going to see that. But, Sean, if we're sitting up there going, oh, second and nine again, second and nine. Second and predictable. Yeah, it's trouble. That, so that's what we're going to, that's what that, I think the offensive line will be better, but you're, I know you and I know me, we're going to be watching those tackles and pass protection. Well, and if it doesn't work, the traditional running game, how much are they going to have to go to that Jeff Sims running game? And that's the one, you know, the college, like Rick Neuheisel says this all the time on his radio show, the advantage of the college game is the QB run game because you're playing with the numbers advantage. 
you know, it's six on seven people on six. You got six blockers on six tacklers and one ball carrier. So like that's where the quarterback comes into play. If they can't run it consistently, traditionally, how much will they have to go to Sims to open some things up? Well, that's a big question. And then the other part of that discussion, that quarterback run discussion is just, okay, Sims drops back. Receiver one's cover, receiver, receivers two care, covered, take off. Just take off. I think you're going to see that. That's going to be a kind of a part of the offense. But get well, out of bounds or take the hit is the question. Uh, that's the question. I, but but I, I don't mind the discussion too much because he's going to be dangerous in those situations. If you're a defensive coordinator, you're looking at that saying, God dang it. We're a man. They're, they're going to get manned up a lot because you can, you're can. you going to be able to man those Nebraska receivers. You'll man up on them. But you know what happens? They run down the field with their back to the quarterback. Cover. There could be good coverage, and he just finds an opening and goes. And, Sean, he will go for a while because he's he's like he runs like a tailback. Well, and that's where Casey last year – I mean, he could run, but he it was – do it. But it was like watching your kid run across a busy street. You just kind of like, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's I a mean, good analogy. I mean, yeah. You're like, oh, he, he's yeah. gonna, like, he can get across. Oh, right. shit. Right. Yeah. Maybe he won't be able to make it. He's not going to make it across the street. Oh, God. You know, like analogy. Oh, yeah. Casey, for, I mean, I think most Nebraska fans understand by this point. Casey don't run it like this guy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this, this guy can run. Casey wasn't very fast. There'd be times where you're like, Go, yeah, because you know they're we're so used to Martinez, yeah. and the Martinez is in Tommy yeah. Armstrong's last few years. Where yeah, you saw that patch of grass, go, and and Casey just that wasn't what he was built to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he he had his own strengths, like yeah, and he was really accurate downfield thrower. I mean, he was accurate. He wasn't always accurate across the passing game as a whole, but he really could throw it downfield. And his completion percentage was good, but man, he didn't. Just so people understand, he this guy runs it. This guy's like Gale Sayers compared to Casey I mean, Tom. He's at least a low four six, if not a high four five forty. Yeah, and he's six four. He's six four two twenty five. So when he gets hit, he's gonna fly yeah. forward. It's not gonna be a fallback type of deal. He's gonna get yards forward on hits. Yeah, that's something. I, I just know this. I always try to put my my feet in the shoes of the defensive coordinator. And it would be it would be a bear dealing with this guy. Nebraska's offense isn't great. It's not. And they don't have a lot of explosion, but this guy's explosive. You know, and, and their offensive line last year really struggled. I mean, let's we can't really under I mean, losing Cam Jurgens, Nuri Newell. I was talking to a former Husker player and he goes, Sean, he goes, I don't think people realize he played on the lines before how much Cam Jurgens helped maybe cover up the year before. Like they weren't great when Jurgens was there as a line, but he still covered up a lot of deficiencies. Yeah, and you're right about Newly. He's maybe their most talented offensive lineman, Nordine. I mean, I you could make that argument. And He's Piper most, might be their most consistent. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, ha- not having Newly last year along with Cam Jurgens' loss, yeah, that was big. That was big. This game, though, for Bryce Benhart, Minnesota native, you got yeah. Omar Brown, Minnesota Navin, Emmett Johnson. There's three Minnesota natives. This is the first time I can really remember Nebraska's played in Minnesota in the Big Ten. There's actually been some key guys, some key guys on the team from Minnesota. So there'll be a little bit of juice in some of these kids. I'm sure there'll be a lot of juice in Omar Brown. Robin talked about that earlier in the week. 
on you think ben ben hart's ben hart is an interesting guy to me because he's got a really hard edge to him i he, i want you want a guy like that. if you meet him you want him to succeed he has the sort of mentality that you like yes he's got he's got to move his feet <laughs> he's, got, he's got to move his feet better all right before we get into headline four uh excited to announce another new partnership here on the show for the season uh we're partnered now with underdog fantasy uh, we decided to partner with underdog because they are the easiest place to play fantasy sports and it's also the fastest growing app in the industry underdog fantasy has a lot to offer including their pick em games and pick them you pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big it's also easy to play. Uh, just pick two to five stats of your favorite players and choose whether they'll go higher or lower. You can twenty. You can win twenty times your money if you go five for five on those picks. I'll be done. They also have uh, best ball mania. If you think you know football, you've got to check this one out. Sip. Uh, this year's best ball mania has fifteen million dollars in total prizes for grabs, with the winner taking home three million. So sign up with promo code Husker. And get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with my promo code Husker to get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars. You must be 18 and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1 800 522 4700 or visit ncpgambling.org. Or let's move it into headline. Number four, um, we kind of touched on this, but uh, let's go back to Jeff Sims. What are you expecting to see from Jeff Sims, Steve Sipple, in his first career start? Uh, we, we've kind of heard a lot mm -hmm. of folk tales, a lot of camp tales mm -hmm. about him as a thrower. Mm -hmm. We know this offensive line could have some limitations. Mm -hmm. We know that the receiving group is not really a stocked group. So there's a lot of things that make you wonder what will this first outing from Jeff Sims look like? Oh, it's really hard to say except what we what we've said, which is expect a few big runs. I would expect that. I expect him to get loose. And that that'll that Sean, I'm just going to say it. That's going to be a big part of the offense. Okay? Now, what will his accuracy be like? I think his camp, his accuracy during this month, we'll say, not just camp, this month has been good not not perfect um it certainly wasn't where they wanted it in the first four or five days and then i think it, it, it according to satterfield marcus satterfield it evened out what you hope if you're a nebraska fan you see is calm you hope that he's poised and the operation works well that there's not a lot of procedural problems like they had in one of the scrimmages that's not all on the quarterback but let's face it i mean a lot of it kind of comes back to him you want you want a smooth operator out there you don't want to see palms up you don't want to see fidgety you want to see smooth we've seen a lot of smooth we saw casey thompson smooth operator did you ever worry about casey flaking out no never never you, you didn't really worry about the operation with casey well jeff sims has started more games than casey thompson yeah he's 23 I mean, starts he's he's a veteran i mean he's played yeah I mean, Nebraska in the spring had two quarterbacks with over 20 power five starts each, which is almost unheard of. Yeah, I think he has 23 starts, Jeff Sims. So, yeah, I expect to see poise. I don't expect to see great accuracy. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple turnovers. Wouldn't be surprised. Can they find a deep shot? <laughs> and who's that going to be? To be Well, I think it'd be a freshman if it's 
That's what I think. So you don't think Billy Kemp's a deep shot? We have this discussion all the time. He's your Wandale, basically. He is going to work the middle of the field. He's the underneath stuff. I think what you're what you're looking at is you got to find a deep threat, and I think it'd be a freshman like Jalen Lloyd or Malachi Coleman. Send them deep, and then at least even if you if it's not complete, if it's not a completed ball, at least the defense knows that's possible. And those other guys, Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, Bullock, Camp, can work the underneath a little bit better. I how think about, you're going to see a lot of short passes, Sean. How about Bullock getting the scholarship this week, joining his brother? Um, you know, and, and I think Matt Rule would say is like they probably didn't have a scholarship to give to John Bullock, but they had to. I mean, if you want to keep the credibility of what this walk-on program is, I mean, you got a guy starting the opener as a walk-on. Yeah, you got to give him a scholarship. I mean, it, if, if you're like, yeah, we're going to give like third string guys that aren't playing cars and apartments, but you're going to get nothing as a starter. I mean, right. I mean, the, yeah. the credibility of the yeah. whole thing goes to hell at that point. Yeah. The Bullock family. Wow. I mean, think about the Bullock family. They have two starters. Not, not now. This is where you a black come. shirt and the starting receiver. This is where you come in. I mean, I'm not a very good historian. How often has that happened? Well, the long brothers, yeah. Spencer and Jake, yeah. they were walk-ons from Elkhorn, um, Spencer got a scholarship and, as a sophomore. And both started, right? Yeah, and Jake got a scholarship as a senior okay. tight end. Yeah. Um, Peter Brothers, obviously. I, I mean, they were they came in as scholarship guys. The Rude Brothers came in. Yeah, I'm not talking scholarship or I'm not I'm not necessarily brothers. I'm not making the yeah, I'm not making the distinction. I don't do that, by the way. I'm not a big like he's a scholarship guy, he's a wall. I'm not that guy, Sean. If you're a player, you're a player. Well, the rude brothers would be yeah. There's two sets of rude brothers. Yeah. Yeah, there were, but did Tom did, and his brother did Barrett and his brother play together? Yeah, one year, one year. Okay, um, see, you're you good know, at this. Tom stuff. and I talked about this years ago in the first book I did, and there was a play where they both were out there together. Okay, and, and you know how Tom Rude, he's just pretty even keel, and he goes, oh, "I got to admit, that was pretty special." You yeah, know, like seeing, you know, think about their grandfather, great grandfather was Clarence Swanson. Yeah who was a Hall of Fame member for Nebraska, played. I mean, the Rude family history to Nebraska football goes back over 100 years. And Tom was a great player. I mean, he's, he was an NFL player for years. So, no, but this is very – I mean, what a moment for this family, the Bullock family, to have two starters. And, and they're both going to be critical in this game, critical. Is, is John – you know, is, is John ready? You know, this is all you're asking him a lot. You're asking a lot of him here. This was a nickel player last year who never played a regular down. Now he's starting. These are two guys that were kind of casualties of the COVID recruiting era, too. I mean, they just particularly Alex. I mean, I, I was going back and reading my notes like he had a phenomenal senior year. Phenomenal. You loved him. I know. And, I remember that. I mean, we went because Nebraska wasn't playing mm -hmm. that. 2020. I watched him three times. You liked him and every time. I'm like, God, what am I missing here? Like. He makes interceptions, touchdowns, every game I'm at. And finally, he got his chance. I ran into a former Husker player that knew him, too. And he was like, Sean, he goes, he's a scholarship player. Like, Didn't get one, though. He got screwed. I mean, because he didn't have camps. Mm -hmm. And he had, I mean, South Dakota State gave him like probably a partial, I think it would have been. It was, I don't think it was a full boat. Mm -hmm. John didn't have much either. No. And, you know, I just think you fell victim to the system. You know, like they, they're, they're not the tallest. You know, and they're at tough positions to get scholarships at. So mm -hmm. it worked out. I mean, you, you just don't see it where kids like, I mean, for a receiver, that's a walk on to get an opportunity like this is hard. John Bullock starting this game. And as a black shirt, 
largely, or at least in part, because Nick Henrich is ailing. Uh, we don't know exactly what his health status is. I don't, from what I've heard, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Nick Henrich, I don't think this is a long-term situation. No, I mean, he could play in this game. We'll find out. And Oh, do you think he could play? Well, how about the uh, new availability report that's going to be okay. released? Yeah, um, tell people about that. So at 5 p.m. on Thursday, the Big Ten is going to require you two hours before kickoff to release a, quote, availability report, essentially a gambler's report um, is what it is. Yeah. I mean, to, to let is. the gambling agencies know who's playing and not playing. Uh, but, you know, I think coaches would tell you, like the gambler people already know. Right. So I think it's at least two hours before. So they could release it at four, three. I get the sense the rule's going to wait till five. Wait till five. I do too. I and do too. Keith Mann will be up there and or whoever and just hit send at five. And I will tell you that rule, I does not. I don't think he likes this. I, I, well, because he dealt with it in the NFL. And yeah. I mean, in the NFL, if you were dishonest, you'd get fined. Yeah. 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 So listen, some of this is just, it's a proactive, some of it's a proactive move by the Big Ten to head off the possibility of gamblers getting to kids and asking them for information, getting to coaches and asking them for information. You're, I think you're suggesting that already happens. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah. Babe in the woods. I mean, are you going to, are you going to give me the babe in the woods? Those type of gambler guys know all that stuff already. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it takes? All it takes is one, one person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I hear you. So I don't know. The Big Ten's the only conference doing it, right? But Kelly, Brian Kelly at LSU is sort of going rogue and doing it on his own. Um just to to be proactive, like we, I said, the we, Big they Ten's weren't, doing. They weren't doing it at Iowa and Iowa State like <laughs> they needed to, apparently. They needed to get... I don't I don't know what the hell to say about that. Those kids at Iowa and Iowa State gambling on their own games, that's that's taboo. That's that's called taboo. That now that eats away at the credibility of your sport. You better watch it. If you're the, if you're a leader of this sport, don't shrug your shoulders on that. That that erodes credibility. When well, stuff what, when stuff comes up, kicker slides one right for on the game on a potential game winner slides one right. People are going to ask questions sometimes. Well, think what it did to Pete Rose, one oh, of the God. greatest baseball Straight. players ever to play the game, is blackballed. Yeah. I mean, what's different about these situations? I don't, I don't think anything except people are going to say it's more, but Sean sip, it's more pervasive. Now gambling's more pervasive. It's more accepted. Okay. I don't want to hear too much about that. You're again, it's about the, it's about the integrity and the credibility of the sport. I I'm amazed how much I hear that. Like, like come on sip. As long as they're not, as long as they're not betting against their own team, which has happened, it happened at Iowa. They, these there's kids betting against their team under their parents' name or their aunt's name, friend. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm on a high horse. I'm just, I guess I'm. I just want to give voice to sort of this protection of the game notion. The good thing about the state of Nebraska, though, is you can't do it in the state on your phone. Like Iowa's a legal state where you can do place bets on your phone. So like if you wanted to place a bet on your phone into the casino in Council Bluffs, you would have to drive over the river to a gas station or something. 
okay. place that bet on your phone in the parking lot and drive back. So if you were going to do it in Lincoln, you'd have to go straight to like Warhorse. Yeah, you'd go into Warhorse. Yeah, and in the casino in the casino, you'd physically have to do it in person. Okay. Okay. Well, we don't play those games. And there, Grand Island's got theirs going. Columbus is building a big Harrah's. Uh, Horseman's Park will have a casino. I mean, the, within a year or two, these casinos will be very prevalent. I mean, they already are, but they're going to be big. And state. I want to be clear on something. I'm not anti-gambling at all. I, but when it comes to student athletes betting on their own school, yeah, you got to draw the line. That So good good on, uh, was it the Iowa Criminal Investigation Division, whatever it is, and the, some district attorneys in the state of Iowa going after that. I, I'm fine with that. All right, let's close up on headline five. We'll get our first look at the Tony White 335 yeah. defense. We got a lot of 335 experts in the state of Nebraska, but no one's actually seen it. Sip, we'll see it live. Finally, Thursday, I'm optimistic about what this unit's going to be. I think there's a lot of veteran leadership there that showed in the single digit numbers. I mean, there's eight of the 10 numbers are defensive players, but then you've got other players like Chief Borders, like MJ Sherman, um, that aren't in single-digit numbers, Blaze Gunnarsson, Cam Lenhart. I mean, this, this is a pretty good group of players right now in defense, and I'm, I'm optimistic what this unit could be in 2020. Well, it is a unique defense, and I don't, I'm not going to portray myself as an expert on, on it schematically, except you know and I know that it's caused confusion for Nebraska's offense, which sees it on a daily basis. So that's a good sign because I do think it can cause confusion if, if only because it's pretty unique. Um, they will bring people from, from, you know, surprising places sometimes, bring people into the backfield from surprising places. I like um, the talent's pretty good here. You just wonder how they're going to hold up up front. Robinson and Nash Upmacher have had excellent off seasons. They, had, they are bona fide leaders, both of them. Part of leadership, though, a big part of leadership is performance. So they got to make plays now. It's time for Robinson to be a difference-making type big man. And I think, you know, I think Nash could be that too. But Robinson, Robinson seems to me to have NFL-type talent. We, but we haven't seen much of it. He has four career sacks. One, he, one, one occurred against Indiana just because nobody blocked him. So you want to see more from him. That other spot up front is going to be Blaze Gunnerson or Cam Linhart, who are in pretty much a dead heat. You know, now Gunnerson got the black shirt, fourth year sophomore. Now, Sean, you got to watch him close. He's never really been in this position. He's been hurt almost every year. Yeah. Since yeah, high school. Year. Yeah. Fourth year sophomore. He's been hurt. He's never been in a situation where, okay, now, now you're the dude. You're the dude. You got to make plays. And they'll probably go after him a little bit. Um, and you wonder how he'll hold up. And if he doesn't hold up, they'll it, they'll go quick, I imagine, to Lenhart. Well, and you have to think that these D linemen up front, those three guys, they're going to be on a lot of double teams. So maybe their job is is to take up take blockers. Up, yeah, take up blockers and let those linebackers make plays. And let them fly around at the back end. Uh, but Isaac Gifford, that's another one. Deshaun Singleton, I mean, there's some material on the back end. Oh, they're good in the back end, I think. That that has had They've had a strong camp, so – if they win this game, I'll say this now, it will be because of what this defense does. Yeah, okay. I think the defense, Okay. if they okay. cause some turnovers, create some problems, and can they win the turnover margin? I mean, you heard Matt Rule say this. The last time Nebraska was positive was 2016. On the season, yeah. Yeah, on the season. I. Yeah, can they win it? Can they win it in this game? 
I imagine what you're going to see is both teams play it pretty close to the vest. They're not going to, they're not, I don't think you'll see Nebraska get fancy with play with offensive play call. Why would you? I mean, I think they're, like I said, I keep saying it. I think they're just going to ask those big men to lean on them, throw a lot of body blows, throw a lot of body blows at Minnesota. Hope there's a cumulative effect and rule what I love. There's some things I just love about this man. And one of them is, a is we're going to, we want to sprint to the finish line in the fourth quarter. He, I think we're going to see a lot different Nebraska team in the fourth quarter, a team that's built to win the fourth quarter. Fascinating what he said today. I don't care if we're, we're down 17-0. It's a long game because we're going to be we're going to be we're going to be coming in the last part of the game. Yeah, how opposite was it when say you're a reporter and be like, Coach, how important is it to start fast? Don't start me. Don't get me started. I mean, Matt ruled like I mean, you could just see like that. That's annoying him it's like it annoys me so i imagine it annoys him too what what, what do you oh, want to start slow yeah we want to start slow. <laughs> what he's suggesting is it <laughs> it doesn't matter as much the way he builds a team is because they're going to be strong in the fourth quarter yeah yeah i mean you always want to start fast obviously it goes without saying but um what he's saying is it's not necessarily this necessity if, if, like he said today, if they bring one back on, on a kickoff 80 yards, I'll stand there smiling because I know it's going to be a long game. I like it. I like that mentality a lot. So, yeah, I expect both teams, to, especially Nebraska, to play it pretty close to the vest offensively. I don't think you'll see wild stuff, Sean. So, when he also said no fair catches on kickoffs, love it. That's another now, thing. Okay. I, my I, question, though, like if you caught one six yards deep, is that one where you'd like to, but he's talking about, at the, the 12. The 12. Yeah. And just take it to the 25. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't don't fair catch at the seven yard line, the 12 yard line. Just take it. Go. I mean, the kickoff returns of Nebraska since post Amir Abdullah have been a disaster. Pretty much a disaster. I mean, there's been a couple like where JD Spielman snuck one out, and that was it. I mean, like you, it was once again your child crossing a busy street watching Nebraska's kick returns. Yes and no. Now we gotta we gotta make sure we get this in here. Emmett Johnson will be one of the kickoff returners, and Ramir Johnson, no relation. They'll be back there. I like I like that Johnson Johnson. Yeah, I do. I like that combination because because I know Ramir will stick his nose in there. Like now, I will say this: I'll defend Tommy Hill. Tommy Hill stuck his nose in there. He didn't always. He didn't have a great, you know, average per return but he would he would rip into contact rip into contact and that's that's and i you know you know ramirez gonna do that and i i suppose emmett johnson will too when some of the lack of return too was just the wedge and the block terrible. the execution often I mean, terrible and i you have to think they're gonna put an emphasis on putting starters on these units well they are yeah like we'll you, see what that looks like the punt the punt units loaded up with black shirts all right, we'll see you, what the kickoff unit looks when like. When you heading up, we're, I mean, we're, we're driving set. We'll be together. But when you heading up, set? 11 a.m. Wednesday. So we're we're heading up right in the morning. So I'll be on the road Wednesday morning. I can't wait. This is, I really can't wait. These two, I was thinking about this morning. What a compelling two games to start the season. I know next week we'll be in Boulder about this time. Oh, God. Sweet. Um, I. <laughs> it, it is. It's fun. This is fun. This is big. I mean, we're. We're going to see a first of all, probably a close game. And think about Nebraska if they could if they could squeeze out two and oh. They're on Fox both games. Yeah. I mean, you can say all oh, Nebraska's brands fit. The hell it's not. The hell it has. They're on Fox TV for the first yeah. two games of the season. Yeah. 
Now let's see a good, let's see, let's see a representative team. I, and, and again, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be very patient with Matt rule, very patient. Cause I like every message he sends. I, I like, I love no fair catches and kickoffs. I love that. I love what he's doing in terms of building from the inside out, all of that he, things. I mean, I have a hot, I love, I love when he says, when I, I mean, he doesn't say it a lot and, he, and it's not a lot of public discussion, but it, you can't rely on the portal. He's going to build this program with high school kids that, that develop under his watch. All of that just sounds perfect to me. So do you think in my shoes, I'm going to be impatient? No, no. If they go up there and lay an egg at Minnesota, patience, got to be patient. This is the, this is the very opening stages of the Matt rule era. Granted, he's got some guys. It's not a bad team, but the last thing I think we need in this fan base is to start to get impatient with this guy. Don't, don't do it. All right. Um, lots coming up on the site. Uh, we will have our tunnel talk. A lot of, if you're not familiar, that is our exclusive war room feature for subscribers only. Uh, that's going to drop Wednesday night where sip Robin and I, and the crew will give all of our thoughts heading into Thursday. Uh, if you're not a member of huskerline.com, we've got a special that runs through the weekend. You can get 50% off your membership to Husker Line for $49.99 or just get your first month for $1. Uh, those are our deals going on right now. We'll have our pregame picks um, and predictions. That will run Thursday. And then a reminder, we'll be live for our postgame show r- roughly around midnight. It just depends on when the game ends. We, we don't know how things will kind of play out, but uh, we plan to go 45 minutes Plus, maybe an hour. It just depends how we're doing, and it depends if we get kicked out of the press box. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, we won't. But we're planning on having our post game show uh, from the box. In fact, I've got my suitcase here to pack up the equipment to take with us to Minneapolis. So, looking forward to launching the show. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors here: uh, Bauer Underground, CHI Health, um, and then Underdog Fantasy. Uh, our sponsors here on today's show. Uh, Signing off for SIP. We'll see you in Minneapolis. Uh, Thanks for joining us on another edition of Husker Online Headlines.